You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Alright, what up? And welcome back to the pod. I am your host, Robert Zaragoza, aka the Commish, aka Big Z, aka So Big Yet So Sweet, aka the Latino Bleacher Report. Right here we have a long distance call right here from my boy in Spain. Um, we got our guy Thomas Granado, aka TG, aka Big Tom, aka the big fella. 610, Tom Granados, welcome to the pod. What up, man? What happened, Z? How you been, man? Good man. to hear from you. Yeah, man. Good to hear from you. So, so I'm just, um, you know, this is our first long distance call. I mean, we, we connect through Instagram and the social media and stuff like that. See how you're doing. And um, it was funny. I was I was looking at it and I was like, what, what happened? Tom's in Spain. How you? So are you stuck in Spain? Were you were you having a season? How how are you there? How are you still there? How are you handling things right now during this whole situation? Man, I'm uh, I'm I'm good right now, man. It's uh, I'm blessed at this moment. Uh, luckily, let's see here. Well, how can I take you back here? I've been here since season since uh, August 2019, late August. Played through the whole season. We had uh, ten games left. We're in first place uh, practically the entire year, and uh, now <laughs> we're sitting in a pandemic. Uh, probably only three guys left here on the team that were imports, come from other countries. Etc. Um, all the Spaniards, they uh, they went back to their towns, so everyone's safe. So, um, I'm, I'm playing it safe here because, uh, yeah, when I heard this stuff go down, not only did I think about my folks and my family, uh, I thought about my own well-being too right away because of uh, growing up with asthma. And even though I don't really have that anymore as a kid, uh, now being an adult, I didn't want to take any chances whatsoever after hearing about just the. You know how this coronavirus works, how this, how deadly it is, and how you can be susceptible to it. Yeah. So, so you were down there. You guys were in your season, and then how slow or how was the progression of of the fact of them letting you guys know? Um, was it like pretty quick? Like you guys were like, did it hit you? Did it blindside you, or did you guys see this coming and you guys just kind of heard rumors? Okay. Uh, personally, I kept an eye on it when I heard about it back in January. Yeah didn't think too much of it I was like oh sounds like another like like a bird flu or the SARS it sounds something like that again yeah. and then uh, man we get we fast forward into March or even even you can go back into February you go back into February you know we're sitting as teammates we sit every day lunch and dinner you know practically we're always together you're, you're with these group of guys for like seven months players you know seven eight months nine months ten months out the year you make playoffs we're talking about this stuff and uh like, man, you think he's going to make it this far? I'm like, who's to say? We get to March. First week in March, we have a, we have a school visit. A bunch of kids from Madrid, because I think that's when they started talking about, not they weren't from Madrid, but they had just talked about closing schools in Madrid due to the COVID-19. And here we are on Valladolid. And if you don't know where that's at, that's about, ooh, I want to say, an hour and a half, two hours north of Madrid. So, you know, you're kind of close to the epicenter of it all. But... Not as close as you think. So, luckily, this all goes down. The week of, we get a school visit. Like I said, back to what I was saying. Um, we get a school visit of a bunch of, like, kids, age groups from, like, first all the way to maybe, like, fifth grade. And the whole entire time, like, 
uh, all the imports were all just thinking to ourselves like man that, that stuff jumped to Madrid like do you think it would be over here we all by the end of the week I kid you not by the end of the week um, we're standing like five five feet away from each other we don't know how to handle this whole thing and sure enough uh, we were supposed to play that Friday against my old team uh, Al Monza I played there the last two seasons and that's a couple hours south of Madrid anyway keep backtracking um, we geared up, get ready to play for that game. Thursday, we get told, oh, it's been suspended. You'll play Monday. We make it to Friday, the day we're supposed to play, and we have nothing but a team meeting in the morning regarding the situation now. Clubs are getting leery. Players are getting leery. They don't want to play. By Saturday, it was completely dead. We cleared out of the lockers. No game Monday. Like, it just happened so fast. And and when, when this went down, like... Um, what what were some of the thoughts? Like, was it a, a complete like cancellation, shutdown? Everyone started going home. Everyone's figuring out the plans. How and how, as far as like time frame wise, was that uh, way before like the like the Rudy? Because for me, it was like the Rudy Gobert thing. You know that whole weekend and a whole. So was that like way before that, or were you kind of like stay? Were you guys stay on track? Were you guys way before the U.S. Oh, we were definitely way before the U.S. Uh, I don't want to say we were about mm, a week and a half to maybe two weeks right before it, it really started popping in, in New York and the rest of the United States. So, so what is um, so you're still on on the team's um, like budget right now? Are you doing this uh, solo? Um, and what are some of the things that that have been going on, like um, as far as social distancing? I know we we're supposed to meet yesterday. Um, and yeah. you were kind of like, oh, you were out, you were out and about, and like, how's that looking like right now? You know, what I mean, there's a couple of things, but, sure. but yeah. yeah. No, so like, um, well, the thing it was, it's like it all hit fast, and you know, I initially uh, spoke about, we spoke about how the game got suspended until Monday, right? Yeah. After that Monday, we didn't get told anything new. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, that Monday came. And then the next thing they told us, oh, we'll reconvene in two weeks. At least this has been suspended for two weeks. We'll go from there. We've had three, one, two, three, four. We've had four imports. Uh, they all went home, back to their families, played it safe. Uh, meanwhile, guys like myself, and uh, I'm, I'm in this house with another with another teammate. Okay. We're split He's from England, and then I got my other teammate. He's from Chicago. He's staying in another apartment at the team house as well. And, they told us, you know, whatever we need, if we need a place to stay, you know, they were they were very, um, man, they were very loving about it. They showed us nothing but love so far, and it's been great. But um, all the way up until yesterday, you're only allowed, while you're in lockdown, you're only allowed to go to the pharmacy, go to the grocery store, hospital, or if you're, you're helping others in need that aren't able, like the elderly or just you know, people that aren't able to, to get food, the necessities that they need, you're able to make runs for them if you're signed up to some program. Um, as of yesterday, well, actually last Sunday, uh, children were uh, allowed to go outside accompanied by adults for an hour a day, starting the fact Starting yesterday, uh, professional athletes, and uh, don't quote me direct, but professional athletes and another age group, you're allowed to go outside and work out from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. 
So all these Cheers. all these weeks, um, you've been we've been locked up. You've been uh, so. Have you been able? Have you been able to get any workouts in? I mean, obviously, you're, you, I'm sure you, you got some stuff in the in the apartment or or wherever yeah. you guys are staying at. Um, how are you trying to do that, and how difficult is that? Man, uh, whew. I was able to kind of cop a jump rope from my, from my teammate. I got an extra jump rope. Just do workouts on YouTube that you see, uh, you know, through your laptop. You doing yoga. You try to do a little hit workout to get some push-ups in there, squats. You know, you do all that inside the house, but it's like you can't even do that. Um, you know, I live in a huge skyrise, like a apartment complex. And the thing is, it's like you can't even go downstairs, stand outside in your apartment complex, like vicinity, and you can't even jump up. Like they'll come around. And military police was out at one at one point until like yesterday, until things kind of deescalate. But, uh, you know, they had military police walking the street, um, federal police and city police as well, uh, patrolling all over the neighborhoods. Like they, they played it really close to the chest. But other than that, it's like you had to stay inside. So, so, so military police is out. So there, there's not too many people defying the stuff. And, I mean, that's, that's kind of different than, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the stuff down uh, here in California. You know, Huntington Beach, they got people protesting because they're, they're they're frustrated about being stuck at home and stuff like that and you guys got the military police over there so we're definitely seeing a, a couple different trends going on um the deeper we get into this over here uh what are some differences that that you may notice uh from spain and the u.s i mean some of them are pretty obvious but yeah uh, when uh when the president speaks you know everyone listens gives her you know gives her point of views whatever but Basically, when, when, when the chief speaks, like, everyone follows Like, no one's out here goofing around, like, oh, you know, the president may have said that, let me go to the beach. Like, no, no one's doing that at all. Like, I, I looked at all the coastline just around this country, just observing things, reading things, and they're saying everything's closed, tourist attractions, all that stuff. So, with this, um, I think it's a three or four phase that the, uh, that the president of Spain, I think his name is Pedro Sanchez. What Pedro Sanchez is implemented along with a team uh, starting yesterday, and it's supposed to go all the way down to June 8th, is a de-escalation uh, period to where little by little, as long as the numbers of COVID cases decrease or the deaths in, uh, keep decreasing and, and uh, uh, the, uh, the situation just starts de-escalating little by little, we're looking to be back to somewhat of a normal life or the new normality as it's been called by June 8th, somewhere around there. So so are you, are you, you're planning to stick it out? You're planning to wait for your season to begin or are there, um, are you still kind of like on the fence of coming back home? Okay, so as of, uh, as of this last week, this last Wednesday, we've been told uh, directly by our uh, team president and manager that the, from what the Leb, uh, what the Feb, the Fed, uh, the Federation, Balancesto, Spanish Federation, mm-hmm. anyways, what they have shared with us is that the, the rest of the season is completely canceled for Leb Oro and below Leb Silver, uh, Leb Plata, Eva, Liga Nacional. The only ones that might still be playing, they're trying to work something out, is ACB. And apparently there's some sort of struggle going on with a couple other teams in our league, Leb Oro. Um, and they're trying to dispute who should move up to ACB and who shouldn't. So we're defending our right right now, as far as we know, 
I know that uh, our club, they're defending their right to uh, to try to ascend to ACB because we did end in first and we maintained first the, I want to say like 85% of the entire year. So we're fighting for that. And in the meantime, um, I'm just kind of, I think we're all just trying to play it safe. Um, we still keep our distances, even even at the grocery store yesterday, at the pharmacy, we're all, everyone's keeping the distance. Uh, there's markers all over the places at the establishments as such, where, you know, they're telling you to keep your distance. You got to wear a mask when you're using public transportation, train included. You know, so they have all these things that they're putting in line. And, and honestly, yeah, I'm just trying to find the best window for myself uh, on either when to return or maybe I'll stick it out here for the rest of the summer and see what happens for the remaining season once we get closer to June. But as of right now, it's just, it's more so just about well-being and being smart through it all. And if they're telling you to stay in, stay in. Yeah. I wish Bo and Kelly could learn that. But, you know, seeing that from all the way over here, I'm just like, damn, I'm not surprised. But then I saw Venice Beach and they put sand in the skate park. So I was like, no way. <laughs> We reconnected uh, back when um, when we played um, at the Venice Beach uh, World Basketball Tournament, you know. So I, I I'm not even sure if I remember you at Whittier Christian because I was like, wait, who coached you at Whittier Christian? Was that? Um, yeah. So tell me about tell me about your journey from Whittier Christian uh, to Spain. I mean, you played some JUCO, um, you played college. Um, and then, like you've you've been at a couple of different countries, um, Canada, Spain, Japan, Argentina. So, like, how was that trajectory from, you know, Whittier Christian and then to where you're at right now? And did you think you would ever get to see all these countries? Man, no, no, never in a million years did I did I ever get to see did I ever get to think that I would um, see all of what this world has to offer. Um, still blown away by it, even in, even in this moment. I'll wake up and I'm just, wow, basketball, the game of basketball brought me here. So you went with your Christian, then you went Citrus, and then... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, but uh, you, uh, you we, went... We, um, I saw somewhere, were you at Hope International for a little bit? Yeah, man. Okay, so, um, let's see. I played freshman year with your Christian. I went from a frost off to a varsity. I, even then, I, I learned through those trying times, like I learned... Um, the ideology of just putting in the work and letting the results speak for itself and when you get your opportunity you make it, you make it work whether that's the last two minutes of the game because because the coach knows you know you're a, uh, you're a lower classman and you know they don't want to put that much trust in you to finally believing in you and helping be a, a part of just a winning culture and just being bringing an impact and being the person that can just hold up their own um I worked my way through through all the way to Christian and up to Hope International. Um, there was a couple of Division One scholarships I had at the time: uh, Portland State, Cal State Northridge, Fullerton. <clears throat> the list went on. There was quite a few, but the thing was, man, it's just I don't think mind met body yet, unfortunately. And I didn't learn. How, I didn't know how to apply myself until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to college, and then I had an opportunity whether or not to go to Hope International. And it got, it got down real close between Fullerton and Northridge. And I was a phone call away from just telling, uh, I think his name was Braswell. Yeah, yeah, Coach Braswell was at, at Northridge at the time. I was a call away from just telling him, all right, let's do this. And I was going to have to redshirt going through that program. But then a buddy of mine, 
really who was attending Hope International, and he was with the basketball program, the whole thing. He really, he called me up and he really persuaded me and he was like, bro, you need to come here. Like, this would only, this is only going to help you, you know, sold the whole thing to me. And sure enough, I did it. But at the same time, though, I had to pass the ACT or the, or the SAT with a specific score. I didn't reach the ACT score and I didn't reach my SAT score. I missed it, just missed it by a long shot, SAT, but missed it by a little ACT. Um, I ended up redshirting my first year at Hope. It was an eye opener. I never, you know, it's all new to you. You're you're a pup. You're just wide eyed, bushy tail kind of thing. So, redshirt there. I played my freshman year, which is considered, you know, my redshirt freshman year now. I play there, or my sophomore year. I play my one year there. Um, in the meantime, I was just double double. But then uh, they were they were doing a whole culture change from athletic director all the way down through the coaches. And, uh, you know, I, had a, I realized I was like, with that much shifting going around, it's like, I don't know if this is the best for me or if I'm going to really develop. So talking with the same friends that convinced me to go here, I started leaning towards Teachers College because uh, in the summer I would just do extra classes and, and, you know, speaking with those friends, and they were like, you know, you got to do what's best for you in this moment. We know what we're going to do. And, you know, everyone just kind of just... We all went our, we did what's best for each other, so uh, I jumped out to Citrus. Um, it was funny because the previous summer, I had met Coach Croy at the time. He's now the head coach at uh, Cal Baptist, along with Hardy Esprita, who I loved to death, and the rest of the crew that were all there when I was there back in 2009, uh, 2009 season. But, uh, oh, what was I saying? I, I already had liked Coach Croy because I met him the summer before, uh, just taking some extra classes to want to get off the way. And uh, sure enough, he had like an open door policy. I just, you know, walked in. I shared with him. I was like, yo, I want to be a part of the program. I had no idea what I was getting into, Z. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew it was going to get me better, but I did not. Uh, It's like I got blindsided, man. I remember Hardy. Hardy was sitting in a room. You remember Spree? Spree was a great guy. Mm -hmm. Great guy. He was a hooper. But um, he's sitting there in a room with Croy. Croy's looking me dead in the eyes. He's just reading me. And the spirit's just looking at me and he's like, wanna work out right now? I'm like, yeah, well, sure, I guess we can. I didn't know what I was getting into. This man just puts me through a ringer of workouts, right? Running me up and down the court, then we get into the weight room, lifting all these weights. And I think I still have the video somewhere. I gotta find it so I can send it to you. I'm all out of breath, sitting on the floor, sweat all over the place. And Spree's just filming me and it's like, good you want to get better huh well, this is what it's going to cost and once I got a, like just a taste of that man once I once I had like an actual like sense of what it like really cost I knew right away I was like I think I'm in the right place and uh, you know I played my whole year out times I'd start times I would come off the bench either way we were number one in the state um, I think we lost that year though lost by one point to uh, Saddleback. Lost by one point to Saddleback in the uh, the state state final four. We could have went up against, I think, San Diego City College. It would have been a breeze, but Saddleback was the only one that gave us a run. They won by one point, I remember. That was the biggest hard loss. Like, oh, I never felt so much pain in my life. Like, it hurt. It hurt real bad. And I remember feeling like just... 
like I was depressed for a couple of days. I could not believe all that work that we put in, and just that just happened. So season ends, and uh, I get an offer from I get an offer from a couple other D1 schools, but then I noticed Concordia, Irvine University, uh, expressed interest. Of course, talking me into this, he's you know we're weighing out my options. He's like, I don't know, you should check out Concordia. I think in my life it's uh, so then uh, so then you played there, you played overseas, but then um, kind of back to back to the summer stuff. Um, you'd always be back in the summer, uh, and you, uh, you were playing. In, you'd play in the Drew. How did the Drew uh, help you out? Because I know. You know, obviously the, the college. Anytime you're in college, bro, you you got practice every day. You got the workouts every day. But as soon as you're done with that, that's pretty much you're pretty much on your own. You know, and and you are, man. And, you are. and if you develop that work ethic, which you know obviously you did, um, you know you had an opportunity to play in the Drew League, which was one of the the, the best summer leagues in, in LA. You know, um, and it's great run and it keeps you on your toes because you're playing against. You know, pros from that are home for the summer, and everyone's kind of on the same mind frame. You know, it's not like it's not like any other league around. Um, how many years did you play in the Drew? And I know in and and twenty eighteen, you guys you guys finally finally hoisted up the the the, the banner. Man, um, well, winning that championship at Concordia taught a lot my senior year. We won that national championship. I, I learned you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot of about yourself as a hooper and even just as a winner when you just you learn things for, for someone that just wants to I'm someone that always wants to keep developing myself constantly constantly I, I try my best to do so um, I've been playing in a Drew League since 2008 2009 back when I was closer to like 300 pounds mm-hmm. um, to see what it is now blown away by it um you know, yeah, it, went, it went from the it went like, from that that little small gym at Washington Park, and now they got the yeah. other things, and you know that all the all the media and all that thing. Yeah, it's definitely growing. You got you got guys uh, mellow ball playing, and all the you know. I mean, they've always played, but I think it's it's a little bit more visible now. Oh, for sure! Shout out to Keon and the homies, Jacob, Kerry, Chach, Chachi Garcia. He knows what it is. Good homies, man. They're good people. Um, it took forever to, to find it, like, to find my spot in the Drew. And even then, I'm still finding it. It's just all about adjusting. It's like anywhere you go. I mean, if you're a real hooper, you know that not every single season is never the same. Every season always, there's a different, there's just a different energy. You gotta, there's a different overall energy you have to match your personal energy to. There's a different amount of work you gotta put in every single year. Every, every single season, and that's professional wise too. Even when you're getting paid for it, it just it's always it's always evolving. It's like a Rubik's cube. It's always evolving. But contrary to a Rubik's cube, you will never get that full color on one side. It's just always shifting. You're always shifting to try to match the colors up. You can say matching the colors up brings you a title. Yeah. Meanwhile, I figured out the other side to just get one side. But man, seeing my progress in a Drew. Um, Man, I've got to not playing the whole game at all. To playing all of the game, and even then, every time I step out there, I'm always just trying to do the best that I can, but also not only prove to myself, but you know, prove to others that are watching. Like, yeah, I can hold my own because um, I've been the person that people overlook. I've been the last on the list. I've been people. I've been the person um, 
I, shit, I was almost 300 pounds at one time when I was younger. But I had to learn how to how to get faster. I had to learn how to eat right, eat the right things. Don't do this. Don't do that. There's just a lot of just a lot of things you got to learn. And I, man, as a kid, you're just so raw. And then to what you become now as a man, it's like you start to get it more so in the midst of it all. And, and you hope that now I'm at this point where I feel brain met body. And all you got to hope for now is that body holds on just for a little bit before they all, before you just all brain again. <laughs> before, I mean, that's what For sure. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I've known you for, for quite some time and I've seen you at the Venice Beach. Um, you know, you come through and, and play in the Latino tournaments and, um, you know, that's that's been something that, that kind of you know that's an opportunity you know like you said at the Drew there's there's games where you where you don't um, when you don't necessarily you just got to be ready at the Drew you know like you you get absolutely you get yeah you get your opportunity and then you know in the Latino tournaments down in Venice Beach you know those are the places where you can definitely showcase what you can do and, and you know um, you know you're a, you're I would say in nowadays, um, you're a traditional big. Um, you know, you're back to the basket. Use both hands. You can pop out, hit the, uh, you know, the free throw. You can pop out and you know hit the occasional three, stuff like that. But you know, um, you know, you do play. You do showcase, and and, it, and it's good to see that. And it's good to see anytime you're you're able to step on the floor because you know you're you're representing all the all the years that you put in that, all that work. And I think it's. It's cool to see that, and, and it's cool to see someone, you know, um, from from Whittier Christian, and, and now I'm like, you know, I'll go to your Instagram, and it's like, you won your first championship um, in 18 as well in Spain, and you were like, oh my God, it felt so good, and you know, like, what's that, you know, it's like you've been grinding for so long, and you know, 18 was a good year because you won the Drew Championship, and you won the championship. Did, did, is that where the mind like you said the mind and the the body kind of finally uh met for you as far as that's concerned yeah i think so i think it was uh you know i think it was god and the universe's way of saying hey you've arrived in essence um back to the citrus thing real quick because i find it kind of trippy and you'll laugh at this i said it's because you know spree yeah. spree is the one to put in my head he put the wiring in my head no, not only about the getting better and what it's going to take, but he also put the wiring ahead way back then, way back then, like 2000, 2010, somewhere around there, he yeah. said, he's like, hey, what nationality are you? And I was like, well, from what I know, it was just like, all my, you know, my ancestry is just all, all from Spain, like mom and dad's side. He's like, you should work on a Spanish passport. I said, why? He was like, trust me, like, it could be beneficial for you because you can end up, you know, one day representing a country and the opportunity here is just, you know, it's just different, and on top of that, you you might be able to make a life for you yourself out there, and just the culture will be accepting, and you could be a man of the, you know, you could be you be a man of the community out here. You'd be surprised, right? And you know, you take everything with a grain of salt, and you're hearing it, and you're just like, yeah, it sounds great. And you know, as a youth, you know, you're all strung up on NBA, you're strung up on the D League, all the you know, all this, all all the blinding lights. But I did, the sum that I did hear, I did uh, do remember, and I did hear Spree for what he said. And as years passed, and, and after my f first year in Japan as a pro, <clears throat> the whole entire time, even when I'm in Japan, amidst, the cult <laughs> amidst a culture shock uh, of all of that, I'm 
thinking to myself, I gotta get to Spain. 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 Somehow, some way, I've got to get to Spain. So I play in Japan, and I, uh, then I play one month for Solas Mexicali. I play for one, for one month for Solas. I do a I do a temp work, and I didn't have anything for the rest of the year. For a moment, I thought it was over, but I stayed positive the whole entire time. I was like, screw that. I'm going to put my head down. I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to keep working. I don't, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I know what I'm capable of doing. I believe in myself. I'm going to make this shit happen somehow, some way. Sure enough, I get an opportunity to go out to Las Vegas, um, play at a showcase. That showcase uh, got led to an opportunity to play out in Canada. I went to a tryout in Canada. It was like a month. It was a month-long um, preseason type of training camp. We made it through all the way through that. Played that year. That's another story within itself. Played the second year in Canada. Then dipped out to Argentina. Love that place. By Blanca, the city of Ginobili. Just um, live the full effect of that Argentina team that won the gold medal back in 04. It's just incredible. If you're a part of that team, you're a living legend. My respect to you, but the way the whole entire country shows them love it's just it's it's incredible like that's another story within itself we go on for days about stories but my progression here I played that one year in Argentina and then the second year that's where it gets a little shaky I do uh, I do a one month temp job in um, in first division then I go back down to second division it looked like I was going to play out the rest of the year with this team very well um, like a historical franchise team uh Estudiantes de Oliveria. They're, they're, you know, they're legends down there. But they had a coaching change. With well, a coaching change means, you know, they, they want the players that they want up there. So, you know, it worked out for the better. I remember getting a call. Um, I came home for a Christmas break. You know, you're allowed to do those things. I came home for a Christmas break. We're sitting, I'm with my friends. We're sitting on New Year's Eve. About like six hours before the ball drops, I get a phone call. Yo, man, we had a coaching change. Um, coach wants to go in a different direction. All my stuff's over there. It's deep. And I was, I just the whole entire time, I was just devastated because I thought things were looking up and things were just, it was just, you know, it's going to smooth out and get better. No. So I look into my phone and I had a contact in there, uh, an agent that I knew of that I met a couple years before that. And I realized that he represented out in Spain. And I think within a 48-hour window span of being told that I was fired and cut um, within a 48-hour window. I had an opportunity. I was fortunate to have an opportunity of all places out in Spain. So, in essence, it's kind of like a manifest destiny. Uh, I remember, I, I go back into Argentina, I kept my stuff, man. <laughs> and, and then I, I think I sat there for like maybe one or two days. We're looking for flight. To get me over there, but the window for them didn't wouldn't open until like late January. But luckily, you know, it didn't even matter. Those details didn't even matter. I found a way. I went from Argentina to Brazil, from Brazil to Portugal, from Portugal to finally of all places, Bay. And uh, I played 15, 14 or fifteen games. I played out the remainder season in Eva. Uh, I think that was third division. Fourth division. Yes, yeah, fourth division. I'm sorry. In EBA, in EBA, um, and we won a championship. 
my first professional championship. And, uh, and then, yeah, I come home that summer and we won the friggin' Drew. And we played again. We played in front of the Mamba. Yeah. We played in front of the Mamba. And that, uh, that one really hurt. Yeah, where, where were you um, when you got news on that? It was a Sunday out here. It was around 8, 9 o'clock. And I was just, uh, we were just grabbing a drink with some teammates and uh, we were playing Uno because that's just like our thing we like to do. We play Uno's on bus rides, on everything. We just love, love competing, love having fun, talking shit. And then uh, I got a text from my, my homie in Almanza and he's telling me, was it true? I said, what? He's like, Kobe. Even talking about it right now, man, I, I get real sad and I get chills about it because it's just so damn surreal. And, and I couldn't even believe what had happened. And I was in shock. I called my dad right away. I was like, yo, Pop, is it true? Because, you know, you live in Cali. And I couldn't find anything out here. And sure enough, it just started popping up within the hour. And I was like, no way. I was blown away, man. Um, I have not. Yeah. Um, the whole world's in shock, man. I haven't made a post about it. I haven't done any of those things. Because, you know, I just, I'm wired different. But, man, talking about it right now, that shit still hurts. Um, that man's a legend, and all I can think about, even to this day, I can think about it, and I'll say it right here, and right now, I don't really give a shit. Um, I didn't play that game. That game we won. Uh, at the Drew, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't play it. I didn't play a single second in that game. A lot of mixed emotions when you think about those things. Yeah. All I got to do was the warm-ups in front of Kobe. But, um, you know, that shit still bugs, but even through it all, even when that happened, we won that, and just not even being able to play on it, man, it's just like, that lit a fire, that lit a fire into me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's still going. We'll see where it goes. I can't, I I may have manifested win two back-to-back titles or be a part of winning two back-to-back titles because I didn't do that on my own. It took a whole team. Yeah. Boy Bobby Harris from Jersey who's the other import. We ran that thing. We owned it along with our teammates here in Spain and from all over. I mean, that was a group effort, especially that one, that last one last year, winning in silver. But, man, yeah, that just, I think you could say in a way that's, that's where the fire led to me and then the fire led to getting an offer to play here now. And that's, what, and, and that's what it is, man. I think I think you, you did say it. You know, you're, everyone's wired different. I mean, everyone thinks that they can play overseas or everyone thinks, like, Mexico's a breeze or, or if I can only do this. Like, it's it's the work. It's the groundwork that you put all those years. I mean, uh, you're, you're telling me, like, oh, in 08, in 08. And a lot of these things didn't manifest until you know, 15, 16, 17, you know, we're in 2020 now. And I think it's just a testament to the, to the work that the groundwork that you put in, you know, and, and like you said, as long as your, your body is able, you know, you're going to hoop. And as long as there's an opportunity, you're going to put yourself out there. And I think that's all it is, man. I think that's, that's what professional basketball is. And I think some people, um, don't see that. Um, some people think, oh, why well, is, you know, you know, Tom, you know, someone would probably say, oh, it's because you're 6'10", bro. No, it's like. No, man, it don't work like that. It doesn't work yeah, like that, for sure. Work, it don't work like that. It doesn't work like that whatsoever. You know, these a lot of these dudes, I mean, we've seen the game evolve. 
see you've seen me evolve uh, to what I am now, but I mean, you see what these kids are doing now, it's, it's all about, you know, it's all about, st- I mean, it's always been about status, so I guess you could say, divide into the sense of, you know, is there a camera crew at the game? Do you have X amount of likes? You know, are your shorts high enough to where your balls are dropping out? Basically, <laughs> you know, it, all that stuff. You know, it's just it's it's nuts, man. And uh, it's just we gotta find a way to keep the game intact because when even when Kobe said he he said this a couple of years back, he said, you know, Team USA, they're gonna like our youth is gonna suffer eventually when we play in another Olympics, one way or another, because we don't focus on the details. I can attest to that. 100% because I visually saw when I was in Argentina I visually saw those kids putting in work in every single day they had kids from the ages of like I want to say 8 all the way to 16 they're all working on the details you know, I mean when I say details man it is just how can I explain that you know they're dribbling with their left the nuances as much as they are with, yeah the nuance of it all they're dribbling with their left hand as much as they're supposed to with the right hand oh and that's and that's what it is man it's the it's the details it's the nuances and I think you've you've um you've you've gotten to that point and I think it's it's cool to see you know it's cool to see you in the summer it's cool to see you know um you doing all these things and and anytime I, I see you it's 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 a big hug it's like what's up oh hell yeah it's love man it's, it's love always all the time. love and I think and I think that's that's the way it should be you know you put in work you put in the grind you come home and then you go back to work you know and yeah. and the thing is it's like you know people want to just um you know they want to celebrate and they want to you know like celebrate when it's all done you know and I think maybe absolutely I think that was one of the the things that that I didn't realize as a maybe as a as a collegiate even as a pro coach you know you know I got a chip and 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 it was like oh my god nah there's another season around the way and I think some, some people don't see it like that and and you know and then eventually what you end up doing is you end up chasing that that one thing that you had grasped that one time and you continue chasing it until it's until you either figure it out where you catch up to it or or it, or it slips away and i think you've done a great job of like not stopping chasing that and, and you know striving for that and and advocating for yourself and making calling agents and shit like that you know so it's it's good to see tom and it's good to see you out in spain bro um, it's good to see that you're safe, you know, and, um, you know, I appreciate you for coming on, man. These are, these are cool stories, you know, and, and we can, we can probably chop it up in regards to like other things going on, but you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, as soon as I found out you were in Spain, I was like, oh shit, I hope he's doing okay. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the basketball wise is, is, you know, you're out there because of basketball. And I was like, man, I hope he's okay. And, you know, I think I appreciate you for coming on, bro. No, I appreciate you for having me, man. I remember when you announced this, what, you started this about a year ago? No. Yeah. 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 I've, been, I've been doing it for a little bit Ch- off and on, Ch- off and on. Yeah. Yeah. I was at Chapa. I was with Chapa in Vegas. We're at the Latino tournament out of Vegas. And, uh, and so, yeah, he's got a podcast. I'm like, what? And all the time I'm thinking to myself, I was like, oh, man, I, I wonder. I wonder if it'll be, ever be interesting to, for Zephyr to put me on, man, because I would love to tell my story yeah. and to share with others and, and the kids out there that need to listen to this and hear this. I mean, you know, we can really brush over details, and I don't really care about that. But anytime you ever want me on again, bro, 
I'm all for it. And the crazy part is, I haven't seen her ass since we since we uh, we got close to winning that shoot the rock uh, out in Venice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. That was um, uh, Venice. Was Venice is a whole different ball game, bro. That's yeah, it's, it's a brutal sport. No, not knocking on that, but that's a, that's brutal out there. If you can if you can win one out there, that means you're you you're coming out with scratches, uh, you know, stitches probably. And oh, those, bro, we were gunning for it. Remember that? Yeah, we yeah, we we were one way, we were one away from the championship, so we we were right there. Uh, we're on the cusp of it. Uh, but yeah, Tom, big Tom Granado, uh, good looking out, bro. Appreciate you for coming on the podcast. You know, we're always rocking with the best, and we're rocking with Big Tom Granado. Good Big looking C. out, bro. Good Rock, luck. baby. Thank you. All Thank love. you again. All love. Stay safe. Yes, sir. All love. All basketball. Pura yes. raza. Big Bye. Tom Granados. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, Appreciate peace. you, Yeah. Yeah, we out. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Uh. Come from the wood, yeah, and I'll rock with the best. Yeah, yeah, we out.